Hey, this is Big Papa Pump Scott's Diner. Yes, yes, it is me, Gerald Zipupe. Hey, this is Joe Gatto. Well, hello there. It's me, Harold the Puppet. This is Eric Young. This is Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano, and you are listening to Shootin' Poop. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at WrestlingWithJonas.com. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry about the issues last week. Scissor me, Daddy Dennis. That felt dirty. Anyways, sorry about the issues last week. This is episode number 63 of Shooting Shit. We are here tonight scissoring with Dennis Day Jr. and the premier Joey K. I'm just here so I don't get fined, boss. All right, it's gonna be that kind of show tonight. We've already broke Dennis. Let's let's just go. Let's go, guys. Uh, yeah, I got nothing right now. here so he won't be fine the other one has nothing tonight strap in guys it's gonna be that kind of evening apparently i have a question for you javon yes how is this different than any other episode we do touche touche i'll give you that one (laughs) (sighs) we started off the rails and the only way we have is to go up from here now talking about we started in the bottom, and there's only up to go from here. The WWE just had their premium live event, the one and only Survivor Series War Games. We went into this paper, or excuse me, premium live event, very excited. We were pumped up about it. On paper, it looked great. Did it perform? DDJ, what do you think? You know, it's. Obviously, something that people have been looking forward to since it was announced, I believe it was like a month or two ago, that War Games was going to be featured. And it just came out that it was um, the most watched Survivor Series event ever. And, I mean, I'm not surprised by it because, you know, there was obviously, you know, a lot of people have Peacock. You know, the hardcore fans were going to check it out. You know, the casual fans are probably going to check it out out of curiosity, you know, and you know, just somebody probably sitting there on a the Saturday night. He's like, hey, this looks interesting. I'll check this out, you know. And that, you know, and with any show, you know, there was good, there was bad stuff. I mean, you know me, I'm I'm very easy to please with this kind of stuff. I, I, you know, make no yeah, bones you about are. it. Easy to please. So, but anyways, I, you know, there was some good, like I thought both the, the men's war games match was 
was really good. And I thought it had the best story throughout the night. And of course, Sammy just killing it as always. Um, it was, and that pop that after the match, when Sammy and Jay finally embraced, man, that was pretty, that was pretty cool. But overall, I liked the I, I liked the show. Was it the, uh, it's still not the best survivor series ever. That still goes to the original one in my 1987, in my opinion. But I mean, I thought, like I said, I like the men's war games match. The women's war games match was good, but it could have been better. The uh, the women's title match was pro- nothing really to write home about. I thought the um, the triple threat for the U.S. title was really good, and then the match that AJ and Finn had was really good too. So I I would probably say scale of one to ten, I give it a I'd give it like a seven and a half. Wow. Hi, Marks. Joey K, where are you coming in on the skid mark of a show? There was a beginning, there was a middle, and there was an end. And then I turned it off. That's about it. Very insightful, as always. Yeah. Man, that um, was deep. It was deep, man. He's on a whole nother plane tonight. I'm, I'm digging it. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit have a different opinion when it comes to the show. Uh, maybe it was because we hyped it up a lot. We really were going into this positively because it's Triple H's baby. We felt like now, you know, he's really taking the reins. This is really his kind of company. And we wanted the show to be good. Now, I wanted the show to be good. But that I, I I need the belt off of Ronda Rousey. She's killing the women's division point blank period. Yes. 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 Um the Finn and AJ Styles match was phenomenal. I didn't like the ending as much, but the match itself stood up really well. Uh the triple threat match for the US title, that was your show stealer in a night that featured two freaking Survivor Series matches. That triple threat in the ending stole the show. Yep. Um, hint out there for the marks. That's how you build a new superstar coming up. Um, they took everything away and gave it to him back. And, and to quote, uh, uh, what you might call it, uh, Alanis Morissette. You know, isn't it ironic that like uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> people people were calling, um, were saying that the fans were saying that Austin Theory was dead in dead in the water. Uh, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Anyway, <laughs> I think oh, it was boy. ironic that with all the talent the women had in the Survivor Series match, it fell flat. The war games for the women fell flat. Um, the spots felt a little forced, which we knew it was going to be a spot fest for both sides because they need new promotional material. I get it. I knew it going in. Still felt forced. It still didn't feel really... And this is weird to say because, yes, it is a War Games match. It is a Survivor Series match. Um, It didn't feel really organic. It kind of felt like forced. My spots felt forced. Oh, we missed that spot. I need to go back and do the spot because I feel like this is going to be the spot for the new video packages. It it kind of felt a little – it took me out of it with the the messiness, which, of course, these kind of matches, you're going to have that. But I felt like they were forced in spots that if you just mess it, keep, keep going. I think they did it just for the sake of doing it. Exactly. Okay. Um, the men's, the men's had such a better storyline to play out. Uh, 
uh, small subtle things, man. Roman calling the shots on who goes in when, you know, putting Sammy. Yeah, I really, I really like that spot too. Beautiful spot. Then the ending, the way it played out, man. I think if they do this right in this story with the bloodline and the honorary Oos keeps going to what it could become, this could be gold because this right now is the best thing they have going, the best storyline they have going. And in a match full of, you know, faces and heels, I was team heel all the way. I was going for the bloodline. The bloodline has the best story working. Sammy's the best thing right now. And would I go out on a limb and say Sammy should be heavyweight champion? No. But should him and Kevin Owens become tag team champions? I'm going to say yes. Okay, so if if why would you? I I I get what you're saying, and I know a lot. Of, there's a lot of talk out that, that that that's kind of the plan right now. But um, is there anything that you think Sammy could do to put him into that conversation that maybe he should be the one to dethrone Roman? Because really, right now, I, that any out of any person that's currently on that roster actively competing, so this takes out Cody Rhodes, this takes out The Rock. Is there anyone more hot right now and over right now than Sami Zayn? He's the hottest thing out there, but is Sami Zayn that top tier? Sami Zayn's a hell of a mid-card. He's a hell of an upper mid-card. He's a low-tier main eventer, and that's only if he's got a good dance partner, I think. Um what but changes do you think, that? Do you think the crowd? Do you think right now is invested as the crowd is into him? I think they would buy Sami Zayn being the one to dethrone Roman. If Sami Zayn wins the Rumble, right? Call it some kind of mistake, some kind of mishap. Uh, maybe he goes to help somebody take somebody out of the ring. Maybe he helps one of the twins get somebody out of the ring, right? One of the Usos. And it goes bad, and both of them flip over instead of just the one. And it's got Sammy left in the ring. Some kind of weird finish. So he's the last one in the ring. And you make that, you know, it's Sammy versus Roman. Sammy versus Roman. Mm. And they're going to play it up that, you know, it's time for him to really prove his ability. He proved it here at War Games. But the Mania match that everybody's expecting Sammy to go out there and lay down. But Sammy comes to play. That's how you take the belt off of him if you're going to do it. I like that. I like that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen who are not watching the video feed, I'm guessing the premier had to go to the restroom or need to do something. He'll probably be back in a minute. Do you remember? Well, I don't know about that. I was going to say, do you remember the last time when Joey K went to go find the toilet? We didn't see him for about like, what was it? A month? Yeah, it was a few days, dude. It was like a few months, few days, few weeks. Oh, there he is. He's back. Uh, <laughs> all right. Eddie Kingston showing up tonight. Uh, Joey, any thoughts on Sammy possibly pulling the belt off of Roman? Uh, we've got a shirt reveal here, and it's it's all oh, it's Eddie <laughs> Kingston. Talk talk about the fucking serendipitous there. Uh, all right. So now we want to hear what I have to say about the yeah. show, huh? Now, now we are we're gonna hit the dump button on me and censor me and all the bullshit again. I guess whatever. Let's uh, let's see. That was legal. That wasn't me. That was legal. The, yeah, the show. The show, the show was okay. Uh, there was nothing amazing 
Uh, it ruined it. Uh, well, who's the SmackDown ring announcer? What's her name? Samantha Irvin, I believe. Yeah, she sucked. <laughs> she fucking sucked. <laughs> Announcing the War Games match. Just, I wanted to fucking Elvis my TV. Yeah, okay, that's one thing I really didn't like is that they said to let the War Games begin. You know what? They, they stupid do without that. Stupid idea from terrible creative. Anyway, uh, the men's match was the match to go with. The story was perfect, and it continues on. That's all I got to say, really. All right, good segue. Let the War Games begin. This is War Games. William Regal, guys, possibly done with AEW after the spot that happened with MJF and William Regal. We'll get into the spot. We'll get into the contract issues, possibly, you know, when is this contract up? But just just, just on the whole, do you, did, did you miss William Regal announcing the war games? Not really. I mean... It's cool, but it's not like it, the fact that he didn't announce and didn't really take anything away for, for me. But, I mean, I got to admit that is a cool little, you know, the way he does it. They're, 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 you know, there's really no one else that could do something like that. But it's not like, oh, my God, Regal didn't announce War Games. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Sounds good. Sounds good. Joey, Regal announcing. You miss it? No. Fair enough. For those of you who love or hate William Regal, however you feel on the spectrum, he had a little moment with NJF this week on AEW Dynamite um, to repackage and kind of unpack all of this that happened, man. MJF unveils a new Burberry belt that looks absolutely hideous. Uh, and then he took the nooks to Regal's neck. Yeah. Basically threw him out, man. We've already seen Mox tell him, go away, run away, never come back. And we've kind of got this definite punch to it where, no pun intended, MJF knocked the lights out. So the, with, with all that that's happened, man, it's kind of rumblings that his contract's up at the end of this month. He may be handing up to, at uh, WWE soon. What do we think on that? Just everything there. The debut of the big Burberry belt, the... Uh, the punch hurt around the world or the freaking blindsided punch hurt around the world and possible WWE for William Regal. I got star Wars vibes watching that, you know, because it was like the whole thing. And, and this goes back to when, um, you know, Regal turned on Moxley, you know, it's like thinking about like this whole time Regal was like, you know, the emperor Palpatine and, uh, MJF was like Darth Vader. And, you know, eventually at the end, Darth Vader, got rid of uh the emperor and that's kind of what we saw with um mjf you know getting rid of regal and i mean and i kind of was wondering like this about this is he could he possibly be going back to the wwe after what mox said you know run away and don't ever come back that kind of thing and then it's like oh he's gonna be on or next week it's like okay this ought to be interesting and then when that happened i'm like yeah he's definitely going back and and in all honesty, I think it's the right move for him. Yeah, I think I I really believe it's him going back to the WWE is the right move for him. I mean, granted, he he you know he he did form the Blackpool Combat Club and that, but I mean, honestly, and he's probably there to you know share his insight and you know in the business you know with anyone that was willing to listen and stuff. But to me, I just feel like I I don't when I think of William Regal, I don't 
I think of him more as like, you know, I think he's better off in the WWE. So I think honestly, this was a good, is if this is indeed what happens, I think this was, this is a, the right move for him to make because especially now that triple H is running things and we all know, you know, how close triple H is with Regal. I mean, Regal was like one of his first part, you know, tag team partners or, you know, associates when, you know, triple H was coming up in, WCW, and I believe Regal was the one that told him to go to the WWE when the opportunity arose in 95, and I mean, look at him now. And Triple H is the kind of guy that I don't, he he doesn't forget where he came from, and he remembers those that helped him along the way, and I definitely think that, that this is the case. Like, he's going to bring Regal back and put him in a position, I think, that that's befitting of him. All right. Joey K, what do we think? Regal back to WWE or you're not? No. Why why would they go as far as pushing it this way on TV? Like he's leaving. Yeah. No. That's no. a good point. Uh highlights of said segment. Uh the belt I thought could have looked a little bit better. It just doesn't it's supposed to match the scarf, the Burberry pattern, but doesn't to me at least do the colors i know you probably uh can't do something that's uh like copyright or something like that <laughs> but uh it is what it is uh highlight mjf suit which was fantastic low light watching regal jerk that fucking belt off while the camera zoomed in on it which was really fucking odd <laughs> and uh other highlight, the way that Regal flopped to the fucking mat was just chef's kiss. <laughs> That's about it. All right. Good insights. Good insights, man. I'm, I'll give you this for the big Burberry belt. All right. I've seen knockoffs that look just as good as the designer. That big Burberry belt is terribly ugly. And I, I don't know if they could have maybe thought that a little better, executed a little bit better. I mean, hell, we, we've seen belts that look better in video games where they could have done the print to look even better. So uh, it fell flat for me. Um, I don't want the heavyweight title changing at AEW because it feels like every damn TNT champion has changed the belt as soon as they get it. Yep. Um I don't want that to be the the mode with AEW because hey, you mentioned you mentioned video games. Did you happen to notice that now when they promote the cut the 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 AEW Fight Forever video game that the cover is different than when they feature it on screen, like in the little lower left hand corner of the TV screen? And if I'm not mistaken, there's a certain someone who was featured front and center on the original cover that I don't think he's featured on the cover anymore. They did announce that Charles Manfred Punk was not going to be on the cover um, from the get-go. That was just a placeholder until they revealed the official cover. Oh, okay. um, but to me, that's a load of crap. If All Out doesn't happen, Punk's on the cover. So I think they, they are trying to pull a fast one. But yeah, I, I noticed that they did take him off of the cover. But apparently he still is in-game. Well, I think at this point in time, it's probably past the point where really you you can't take anybody out of the game that's already in there because it's a lot of people think it's as simple as oh you can put so and so in here but there's so much there's work that would have to work. be done to take them out and that would probably cause an even bigger delay to the game and I think people are chomping at the bit to play this. I know I am. 
Yeah, maybe they just put a mask on him and give him just like a crappy gimmick like being straight edge and people won't want to play him. I don't know. Um, But getting back to the segment, man, beautiful segment. I love the suit, like Joey K said. I love the freaking Lion King reference that Mox did the week before. Um, DDJ with the Darth Vader and Palpatine reference there. I mean, if you were not a fan of the original Star Wars, the same thing happened with Kylo Ren and freaking Emperor Snoke. So, I mean, that, you know, same difference. Supreme Leader Snoke, he was never Emperor. Ah, whatever, Supreme Leader Snoke. The guy that looked like he had a giant crack of his ass on his head. Um, <laughs> so same, same thing. They did it twice back to back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was good. I think I, I want a reformation of the Blackpool Combat Club. I kind of want them to be grittier, maybe darker. Maybe this is a way to turn the whole club because they got very, very hot, very, very fast. Um, sad thing is, is I don't see it happening with Mox in the group. Um, but I don't think Mox needed to be in the group, so we'll no, see what happens. And and, and I and I, I was I'm actually glad you brought that up because it kind of makes you wonder, because you saw with the whole thing with um when it went down originally with Mox confronting Regal after you know when they were in Chicago, it was Danielson that basically talked him down from because he wanted to you know, you know lay lay out Regal right then and there. But Danielson come out was like, come on, you know, he's got the brain bleed and the bad neck and all that stuff, you know, and he basically delved into how Regal basically saved the his Danielson's relationship with his own dad and and how much Regal means to Danielson. And Danielson looks at him as like a second father and, and that. So I think that's kind of like a little bit of a maybe that if the you know the Blackpool Combat Club is going to to continue on that. Maybe it's going to be a little bit different. Like I said, Mox is, you know, not going to be a part of it. Cause, I mean, now Mox is doing his own thing with uh, Hangman Adam Page, which seeing him show up was oh. a bit of a shocker. And that was that was something. That that, that, that was, was a, a pop. That was yes. a pop from hell. And just when Mox said, do you remember when last time we got in the ring, what happened the last time? That just set Hangman off. Yeah. Dude, I... I'm not a big fan of pull-aparts because a lot of them feel like they're overplayed, but that pull-apart was greatness. That um, felt real. That yeah, felt real. That felt very real. The point of like them fumbling over the set, falling into like off the side of the stage because they're trying to get to them. That I loved every bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually I really want to see where this goes between Mox and Hangman. Um, I wouldn't mind Blackpool continuing with Daniel Bryan and. William Ringo at the helm. Um, well, but, but if Ringo's still around, if he's still around, yeah. But if not, I think around. I think it can still, I, it can still work because I mean, you still have you have Danielson who would probably become the de facto leader, you know, Claudio, and then Wheeler, and then maybe they, you know, get, you know, a couple of nuke another guy maybe or something like that. But going back to this whole thing with MJF. I really like because I think this is setting up for who's going to challenge MJ, you know, MJF for the title. May if maybe at Revolution because Revolution's at the end of February. So, but I like that this is eventually leading to uh, getting MJF versus Brian Danielson. Yeah, 
And I mean, MJF said it in his promo. He's not going to be the every week defender. He's going to, you're, you're going to have to pay to defend my title. Yes. And I think the only caveat or the ones that won't is his title defense coming up against Ricky Starks. That winter is coming. Ricky mm-hmm. won that in the title eliminators. And whoever gets this dynamite diamond ring, um, apparently they're going to take it off of MJF because he's not even in the match or they're going to have to fight MJF for it is what they said. That's yes. That's what I believe is what it was. So man, we've got a good couple of dynamites coming up. Um, of course, best of seven is still going. I know some of us felt like that was a wet turd. Some of us liked it. I enjoyed this past week's match. The elites first win just for everybody keeping track at home. It is two to one with death triangle, keeping the lead right now. Um, but come on, do we, do we, does is anybody out there that really thinks that this isn't going seven with the seventh match being when they're when they debut in LA? Oh, there's no way. But talk about something else that there's no way of happening, guys. Next week it's been announced the acclaimed versus seven star FTR for the AEW tag team championship. Sad to say it, there's no way FTR gets those belts, right? Um, well, you and I were discussing um, before we started recording, and it was unless was it you said Bowens? Bowens, yeah, it is hurt or something. But I don't think it's well. See, the thing is, is I think what's going to happen in that is it's going to be a non-finish, like it's going to be a no contest or like a double disqual or something's going to happen because I don't see. I just right now I don't see, you know. Either one of the, I don't see them drop the they claimed are so so go, uh, going right now I don't see anyone take the there it's not it's way too early to take the titles off of them but at the same time you kind of want to keep FTR going because especially if they're going to be carrying your tag division on the Ring of Honor side of things eventually which I'm kind of shocked I'm shocked that they don't have uh, anybody announced for them and stuff I was hoping maybe we'd get one more match with the Briscoes but. And we still could, but I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just see some kind of non-finish, but I All think right. one thing I'm really excited about since we're talking ring of honor, Shane fucking Taylor showed up on rampage tonight. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Shane Taylor promotions, man. And I really That's wish good. that um they'd do more with them. I think now that we're getting closer to the ring of honor, possibly, saying what their streaming deal or TV deal is going to be. We start seeing some of these originals come out. But um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. You know what, though, man? Ring of Honor talk. Let's go to Joey K. Joey K, how are we feeling about the Ring of Honor appearance? Shane Taylor, final battle, not really having anything really set up yet. Well, for the tag team champions. What, what do you what do you think, man? Some final battle in a week. More or less, yeah. Week from week from, uh, on, week from Saturday. What the fuck are we doing? I mean, it's not a Ring of Honor show. It's going to be pieced together. It's a fucking 4 p.m. start time. It's a fucking kiss of death start time for a show in the United States. So what are we doing? It's not Ring of Honor. Stop calling it that. It's fucking ridiculous. Side Ouch. note, I fucking love Shane Taylor. He's awesome. 
Uh, so anytime he shows up anywhere, I'm happy. STP for the culture. Fuck yeah. All right, man. Sorry, my one camera froze. So I had to switch to my webcam camera, which is obviously not as. Well, I hate to tell you, DDJ, it doesn't get better even on the good camera. So you just got to deal with what you got to deal with, man. I got to deal with these assholes here. Sorry about that, DDJ. I saw you had frozen. I didn't want to tell you anything. But you know what, man? I I, I want to say I want to follow up with this because DDJ was hitting right into my point. I don't think we get a finish in the acclaimed versus FTR because they're both two over right now. Um, what I can see happening is them boys showing up in dynamite, costing FDR the loss, and that sets up our battle at final battle. Um, it's a Which week is, out, yeah, and it makes sense. But for God's sakes, if we're if if the, if if we are getting close to a ring amount of deal, can we please get more of Jay and Mark Briscoe, please? Yes. And, I mean, that's the perfect tag team to hold your tag team titles for Ring of Honor if FTR wants to do other things or if they want to wrestle other places. And I know they're fairly active. FTR is active. So not like they can't carry it, but the Briscoes are ROH royalty. The, the FTR is active. I mean, they were just part of uh, Ricky Steamboat's match uh, this past, last weekend. So, oh, you know what? That's a good That's a good thing to bring up right there. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. He still looked like he can go. Um, I didn't see the match, but from everything I've heard, yeah, all the signs indicate that he looked like he could still go. A piece did he did a hell of a lot better than Ric Flair did. I'll tell you that he didn't die twice in the fucking match. Yeah, but that really wouldn't have taken much because Ricky <laughs> Steamboat always kept himself in much better shape than um, than Flair. And and here's my question, and I propose to you that that should not be Ricky Flair. Uh, Rick's God damn it, Ricky Steamboat's final match. Ricky Flair. Ricky Flair, yeah, it's almost came out Ricky Flair. It shouldn't be the Steamboat's last match, man. I want to see the Dragon go against Y2J Chris Jericho. They did it once at Mania. Let's spin it back. Dragon, Jericho 2, I'm here for it. I don't know if I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 I if, if the, the match they had back at uh, when they ran, wrestled at WrestleMania. And then when they had the rematch at Backlash, that yeah, that was some good shit. I mean, for the fact that Steamboat hadn't wrestled a match in like 15 years, you know, and I believe the match at Backlash with Jericho was his last one until the one he just had. So that's another, what, 13 years? So basically since summer of 1994, so we're talking almost 30 years ago, he's what, wrestled two ma- three matches? Hey man, I'm just saying he looked like he could still go. Oh yeah, absolutely. Jericho, that that might be a good matchup to watch. It won't be no Flair fucking uh, Jarrett. I, I think it might actually be a little competitive, and they, they, I feel like they could do good. I think um, Jericho does really well at um, playing up to his opponent, mm-hmm. and I think he could he could bring out a good match with Steamboat. I mean, we've seen him pull a good match out of Colt Boom Boom Cabana. I think he could do it out of Steamboat. Speaking of Jeff Jarrett, let's uh let's give a quick shout out to our boy Sean uh for helping us out the last few weeks and stuff. So the gray wolf. What's it? The the what was the it? Silver, the silver wolf. Silver wolf. I was close. He's a big fan of the show, big fan of the Joey K, man. Um he's not a big fan of the Jeff Jarrett. Um, so he's probably cussing you right now because you referenced him in the same breath as Jeff Jarrett. So I'm sorry about that, buddy. 
He'll, no, he'll uh, as soon as he listens to the show and he we, he gets to this point, then that's probably when I'll get the text. So let's see, man. We've hit on some weird stuff. We've hit AEW. We've hit WWE. We've talked the good, the bad, and the ugly, man. Where, where are we going next, DJ? What else do you want to talk about tonight? Man, we're talking weird and stuff I guess could consider ugly, man. Like I said, we don't talk a lot about impact, in, in on, which is a shame because there's a lot of talented guys on that roster, and I think impact deserves a lot more credit and, and accolades than it gets. I'm, I've been – I'll admit I'm guilty. I don't watch impact because I'm usually by – Thursday, Thursday's like my my break from wrestling because you know you got <laughs> Raw on Monday, you got NXT Tuesday, you got AEW Wednesday, SmackDown and Rampage on Friday. Like I need a break in between, and so it's just a case of bad timing, I guess, or whatever. But I will be damned if like I didn't wake up this morning, and as I'm sitting, you know, in the living room, my son watching stuff on his iPad. We had Bluey on the TV in the living room. I was really, you know, just kind of reading, you know, doing my day morning internet, kind of catching up on things. And I come across something about Eric Young, and I see, oh, you know, update on Eric Young's future in-ring career. And what do I see? I see uh, that Diener killed Eric Young on Impact last night. And I'm like, what the fuck? So naturally, I turn on, I DVR Impact, but I don't watch it. But I, I happen to turn it on, watch the last five minutes, and God damn, that's that was some um, some interesting. That's an interesting way to, I guess you should say, literally kill off a character. Joey K, did you see it at all? No. All right. Wow, man, he is so insightful tonight. He's a man of few words, but they all count. So. He did not see it. For those of you who may not have seen it, like Joey K, <laughs> what we're talking about is a cinematic ending to Impact Wrestling this weekend, or this, excuse me, this week, yesterday, that saw Eric Young once again in the penitentiary with Diener. And Diener looked like he was tied up to the chains. There's a makeshift shiv on the table. And Eric Young is getting is giving Diener the tenth degree, man. Just straight up getting at him. The same thing that happened when Eric Young converted Diener to violence by design at the very first in the beginning, man. The same thing he's, you know, getting at to him and getting onto him, telling him, you know, what are you gonna do to take care of the sickness? Are you gonna do whatever it takes to eradicate the sickness? Um, and then it changes, you know, from that hype mentality to what are you gonna do, how are you gonna do it to well the sickness is in this room and you see Diener come to the realization that he's not the sickness. And if the sickness is in the room, it's Eric Young and he attacks him, dude, he busts him open. You get the fake blood, you get the shiv, the fake, you know, freaking ah, kill him. And now Diener has been built into the new leader for violence by design. Which I told DDJ before we started recording tonight, man, that makes so much sense to me because Diener was the first quote-unquote recruit, right? Um, he's the first person they went after for for violence by design because it kind of felt like Joe Doring was just always there to fight. He didn't care. So was Rhino. But Diener's like that guy. They took him away from Jake, his cousin, yep. broke him out of that, made him Diener. And now, like you know, Eric Young said, 
this is the plan all along. This is your purpose. You are the designer. You are violence by design. So if you're if you're Scott Demore, do you pull a Tony Khan and put, shell out the money to license uh, Disturbs Down with the Sickness as a new violent by, violence by design theme? No, I love the violence by design theme. I, I love like the whole the whole faction on a whole works for me. I, I absolutely love it. I'm pissed that they don't sell the flag. I want the flag. I'm gonna see if I could custom order someone to make me one of those flags. And if Eric Young is in fact going to the WWE, hopefully one of these online vendors gets him to do an online uh, virtual signing because I want the masks that he wore. There I want you it. Go. I want it bad. Um, but I love Eric Young, and Violence by Design has been one of the best things Impact had going for a while. Um, even after they dropped the ball with Moose, Violence by Design kept. Well, me they going. didn't. They made things I, right. I don't like this scumbag bullcrap with Moose. He was the world champion. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Guys, if you know me, you know I love Impact Wrestling. Um, and I'm a big mark for Moose. But one other thing on Impact that was real big, I want to get you guys' opinion on. Hardcore country. Killing it. Yeah, She's got a chance to become the, the non-counts champion again, man. Um, Jordan Grace went out there. After Hardcore Country beat Deanna Perrazzo. And now it looks like we have Jordan Grace going against Mickey James. Hard to kill for the knockouts title. That's a hell of a comeback story for Mickey James, man. She goes to Impact, brings back Hardcore Country. She starts wrestling again. She looks phenomenal. She gets a weekend pass to go to the WWE, does the freaking Royal Rumble with her Hardcore Country gimmick. And, and acknowledge the knockout title when she and can... the knockout title, yeah. And they acknowledge that she's the Impact World Champion, uh, knockout mm-hmm. champion. And now she once again has climbed the mountain to take on the current champion in, you know, Thicky Pump. Oh well, we we lost him. We lost him. Mm-hmm. Um, we got it. You got it. All right. I, so for I those of y'all know. who are um, listening to the feed and not watching, we just lost Joey K. Um, hopefully he'll establish connection sooner or something happened. I don't know, but she gets the opportunity now to go against thick, thick mama pump, Jordan grace. I, I'm, I'm all in for this match, man. Um, well, what are your thoughts? Well, see, I, I am too, but I, I, but one thing that I, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but you forgot to mention is that Mickey James had said the next time she loses a match, that's going to be it for her. That is true. She's doing the Ric Flair route. Yeah, and and honestly, I think that I I and all all, all the love in the world to Mickey James. She's had you know just a hell of a um, and we'll be getting Joey K back very shortly, uh, guys. He just uh, in our fire show chat, he just let us know what was going on, so we'll have him back here in just a bit. So, but we'll keep the Mickey James talk uh, going. I I, I, w- I would love to see her keep going because she's one of those wrestlers that somehow has found the the magic elixir to where she does not age. She doesn't. And she still can go in the ring. Still she's hot. Going, still hot. Still hot. I was going to say that next. Um, But I almost feel like what a feather in the cap for the career of Jordan Grace if she can be the one that says she finally retired Mickey James. 
And I think that this is what this is setting up to be because clearly Jordan Grace has established herself now as the uh, face of the knockouts division. You know, something that I want to say maybe a year, year and a half ago, you and I, I think we're both in agreement that Deanna Perrazzo had that on lockdown. Yep. Jordan Grace has really refined her look. I think she's reinvented herself. She's come back better than ever. And speaking of uh, coming back better than ever, we got uh, we got Joey K back. Um, but yeah, I, 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 as much as I would love to see Mickey James keep on going, I think it's you know like Boys and Men once saying it's we you know well we've come to the end of the road. We're full of musical references tonight, Joey K. What do you think, man? Uh, Mickey James versus. Uh, Thick Papa, Thick Mama Pump. I keep what I keep wanting to say the Scott Steiner version, but anyway, going against the one and only powerhouse that is Jordan Grace for the Knockouts title. And there is the caveat: if Mickey James loses another match, she's going to retire. So, what do, what do you think, man? She's in her farewell run anyway, right? Yeah. There you go. There Fantastic. You go. She's in her farewell. Bringing the fire tonight, Joey King. Bringing the fire. He is. He he reminds me of my uncle, man. My uncle was a very stoic man, quiet man. But when he talked, damn it, it was it was words of wisdom. And that's Joey K tonight. Words of wisdom and Joey K. When did we think we would ever hear those two in the state the phrases in the same sentence? Never did. Never did, I'll tell you that. Well, if I wasn't contractually obligated to log on, even though you guys try to kick me off the show, so I don't get my. Hey, I'm. It I, is I, what it is. Nobody I, tried to kick you off. I, then why why am I getting booted from the show like that? I mean, come on, what the hell? So I didn't even. Him? I didn't even. I didn't know. Right. Look, it uh, no, was... no, it's it's fine. I understand that you guys want to censor me. I need to be censored. And, that was and legal. It wasn't us. It was not us. I didn't take you off the show just now. I it's, promise you. It's it was the same person that fucked with my laptop with the whole Jeff Jarrett stuff with Sean. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's not no. you said that was you that episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh, anyways, guys, let's let's go home. Let's get one more last topic out there. What do we have to wrap up on the night? Um, you know, I, I just want to say, and this, this is something that uh, my friends over at the Wrestling Nerd Broadcast uh, had brought up. They've been doing this thing the last, like, 30 days. Like, you know, favorite wrestler, blah, blah, blah. But, like, now they talked about just the, you know, the something the last one was along the lines of being a uh, wrestling fan. And, and, you know, is this a great time? And I, I, I ask you guys, is this, a, is this a good time to be a wrestling fan? Joey K., what are your thoughts? Is it a good time to be a wrestling fan? Yes, Jovan. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I agree with Joey K. One hundred and ten percent is the best time to be a wrestling fan because if if you look at it back in the eighties with the initial big boom of pro wrestling, each territory really had the stranglehold on their market. So, you know, that's what made wrestling great is everybody knew their local people. This could be people you just ran into at the corner store or whatever. And 
wrestling was hot. Then, you know, everybody starts getting pulled into Vince's world and big boom, celebrities happened, crossovers happened, and now it's mainstream, right? But mm. right now, the access we have to different kinds of wrestling from all across the world. Mm-hmm. And like for me, and I'm going to throw myself out there. I'm a deathmatch guy. I love deathmatch wrestling. Yes, I am a sick fuck. I've heard it from everybody like, oh, you, like you sick shit. fuck. You sick fuck. You Damn sick right. Fuck. I enjoy it. And I pay a subscription to, you know, IWTV, Scissor Me Daddy Ass. So I can watch the uh, Australian deathmatches because, man, those guys in Australia kill it. I freaking enjoy them. Um, I see GCW. I okay, GCW. so what do you say? Okay, so I have to ask you this because I've never heard of an Australian death match. What makes an Australian death match an Australian death match besides the fact that it happened in Australia? Besides the fact that it happened in Australia, they the weapons is completely different, dude. I saw this one match. Do they the use dude, didgeridoos and boomerangs and stuff? So that one of one of them did use a boomerang. Okay. <laughs> um, the other one had like one of those vuvuzelas you see at the soccer matches. Yeah. Um, but the one that got me was this dude came out with the two by four and he had the freaking blade to one of the what's those things that cut wood, the little mills or whatever. He had that the blade. Axe. No, not the axe. You know the the circular saw, circular saw, there you go. Buzzsaw? He had, yeah, he had a buzzsaw blade on a two by four. Oh shit. <laughs> he came out swinging that damn thing, and I was like, what the hell? This was nuts. And you don't see people in the U.S. doing that. And then weed whackers also. You don't see anybody in the U.S. willing to take a weed whacker spot. <laughs> so it, it's it's nuts, dude. Like, if you watch the Australian yeah. it's nuts. I see what you did there. There you go. Um, but, no, that, I think that's why it's the best time right now. What, what do you think, DDJ? Man, and I've been saying this for a while. Because and is that it really is an amazing time to be a wrestling fan because, like you mentioned, there's so many different ways that we can consume content. You know, we have TV, we have DVR, we have Peacock, we have, um, you know, Fight TV, we have BR when it actually works. <laughs> and, yeah, and stuff. I mean, we've got, you know, High Spots TV. We've got, you know, Pro. I think it's PW TV. There's like, you know, independent wrestling TV. There's, uh, I mean, obviously the street, the illegal streaming sites of which we do not condone on this show. We do not. Um, we got to make sure, you know, legal, you know, legal's been on our butts as of late, so we got to make sure that we, you know, let them know that we don't stand by for all the any of the stand by any of the uh, illegal stuff or stuff that you should be doing. Yes, please do not do that. Don't try this at home. Do not try this at home. That's a good but. Good but I mean, and, and and also the fact that there there's there's so many ways that we can consume wrestling. There's also so, there's literally something out there for everyone. You're talking about your Australian death matches with buzz saws taped to two by fours. <laughs> you know, uh, there's you know the you know Ring of Honor. There's AEW. There's WWE. There's little people that. wrestling. Midget wrestling, or yeah, little people, excuse me. I, I know there's a lot of people out there. And that's the thing, because I know a lot of people say that's offensive, but that's the actual name of the promotion I know one of is Extreme Midget Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to say that, so I had to say little people, because I'm like, if that's offensive, but that's the name of the business. But anyway, little people wrestling, I love it too. 
Um, Lucha Libre has been doing that for years. It's got a long tradition. Yeah, but there and but there's also like I mean, there's literally something out there for every every type of wrestling fan. Like you said, you've got your comedy wrestling that you see, you know, with guys like Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. You know, you've got your you know your technical stuff with guys like you know Brian Danielson, Nick Aldis. Uh, you Ooh, know, your national treasure. Yeah, hopefully, maybe, who knows what he's going to be doing here in the next uh, couple of months. He'll but be I mean, number 13. What's that? He'll be number 13. Oh, I see what you did, you said you did there. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got just, it, there's, there, there's literally something out there for everyone. And it's just taking the time to go out and find it. I mean, you've got your little, you know, your independent promotions, like, you know, in your, in your, in your backyard, literally. Um, with, I mean, all these different, you know, these talents that, you know, some are trying to get to the big league. Some, you know, are just doing it because this is something they love to do and they just want to do it on the weekends. Or I mean, there's Maybe literally some, you know, had made it to the big leagues, but they live in these towns. So they always go to their small promotions because that's where they started. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I I just think it's a it's it's obviously is the best time to be a wrestling fan because there's so many options out there, you know, and this is there's there's something for everyone, and this is going to kind of go into the whole. Can we please stop, you know, badgering people to like where you only can like one promotion? Can we, like like the like uh like the shirt that went up on Pro Wrestling Tees a while ago based off the sign that I think one of the Pro Wrestling Tees employees they made. Let's just enjoy wrestling. Yeah, I think that's low rent. I think Tony Khan did it better when he said just um, – what, what did he say? It wasn't just watch wrestling. It was um, enjoy your wrestling. Whatever your wrestling is, whatever you like, enjoy your wrestling. Watch your wrestling. That's what he right. said. Watch your wrestling. Um, right. Same message. I like it. I love it. It's greatness. Uh, Joey K., what do you think? You want to tell the marks out there just to watch wrestling? <clears throat> I'm just here so I don't get fined, boss. Once again, beautifully done. Well, gentlemen, we're coming up on that time, and I want to end this show before we get to final thoughts with something a little different, man. Ooh. A little different for tonight, just because we're still in the holidays. I mean, you know, the December time starts the official holiday season for the end of the year holidays for whatever you celebrate. Um, Somebody that DDJ and I have talked to a long time ago ends their show with three things that he is thankful for. So, gentlemen, all of the great Chris Van Vliet, before we get into our final thoughts... Give me three things you're thankful for today. Are we talking in the world of wrestling or just in Just general? in the world. What are you thankful for today? Well, you guys already know, this, despite, you know, everything, I'm thankful for you two because you guys are, and Sean, because I include Sean when it comes to the, the, the shooting shit family because Sean is part of this family. Now. He is. And stuff, you know, and I'm just thankful for the fact that you guys are do, do the show with me week in and week out unless, you know, one of us has something going on and that and stuff. And I mean, that's it's, it, I get it. Like, we, we all have lives outside this show. We all have things that, you know, sometimes take precedence over this little show that we, you know, do where 
know, on our 63rd episode. So I'm, th- I'm thankful for you guys and all of my friends. Um, I'm number two is, is I'm thankful for the fact that I am finally employed again. There you go. And it's been a hell of a roller coaster trying to get to this point. And I'm just now kind of starting to get used to the fact that I have a Monday through Friday job, which I absolutely, you know, like the fact that I'll have pretty much weekends off all the time. And then just last but not least is that I'm just thankful for, you know, my wife and my son. I mean, my wife who isn't the isn't a pro wrestling fan at all, but she knows I I that's my thing and she supports it. And um, you know, and then my kid, it's just I mean, we all have you know our you know we all have little ones. I've got one. Jovan's got one. Joey K's got two. Um, and you know, I just I'm thankful for the fact that you know I have my son because he is literally. I always refer to him as my bestest buddy because he really is. You know, he can. I can be in the worst mood and then he could just say one thing here and I'm good. So those are my three things I'm thankful for. That's beautiful. Joey K three things you're thankful for, buddy. Hmm. That's tough. But, uh, I think I'll take sex, drugs and rock and roll for 400. (laughs) Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's three things. I'm I'm thankful for more than that. Okay. (laughs) But I don't know how much of it's going to get censored if I actually say what I'm thankful for. (laughs) My hands are right here, so you can see I'm not touching anything. (laughs) Oh, that's not the first time, DJJ. Okay. Okay, Jovan. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Well, gentlemen, I'm thankful for you guys as well. Love you two up there, my brothers. Uh, to the brother that's not here, our honorary Oos, Sean. Much love, brother. Um, what else am I thankful for, man? I'm thankful for the holiday time, to be honest with you. Um, I love the holidays, man. There's something about, you know, doing the Christmas tree, putting it all up, seeing family, uh, my mom is real crazy when it comes to decorating. She'll she'll do it all up and put pine cones and freaking pine tree scents everywhere, so you smell like you're in the forest when you go over to the, her house. Thankful for that because I think it just kind of sets the tone. She have a squirrel living in her tree. Probably does somewhere, man. Um, I wouldn't put it past him. Anyway, tweaking sound, Clark. <laughs> Love that movie. Um. And the last thing I'm thankful for is, let's see, I don't want to do just like kids and family. No, um, I'm thankful for just waking up, man. You know, things that we take for granted. Just every day, I woke up this morning and I felt fucking fantastic. I'm thankful to that. Um, so yeah, that's my three, man. You guys and Sean. The holiday spirit and just fucking waking up feeling great today. I love it. I love it. Uh, once again, shout out to Chris Van Vliet. Man, he does this on his podcast every day. When he wraps up, he gives three things that he's thankful for. Um, just another way to introspective and retrospectively just take the small things that you take for granted and voice them out. So, you know, you're not taking them for granted anymore. Ah, 
Final thoughts. Our favorite segment of the night where we just give time to go off on whatever you want. So, DDJ, will you start us off? Um, I just, I, you know, it's then wrestling is just is something that we all love. It's what brought us together. And it's just it's so great that it's, you know, and it, it seems like it's in a, an up period, you know, whereas a couple of years ago it was really, you know, down in the valleys. Now it's up in the hills. And I mean, it's just it's so great to see you know, quality programming on, on a much more consistent basis than we were getting. I mean, you know, we're seeing the stuff with Sami Zayn and the bloodline, um, you know, MJF and William Regal and, you know, Dean are killing Eric Young, you bastard. You bastard. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'm so just, I'm so glad to see right now that wrestling's in a, it seems to be in a boom period. And I mean, we've got, you know, final battle and NXT deadline coming up next next weekend. We have the Rumble, you know, at the end of uh, January. You know, we're getting ready to get on that road to uh, WrestleMania. And remember, WrestleMania 40, we're all crashing at Joey K's place, I hope. Whoop, whoop. So, Devon, <laughs> what say you? Appreciate that, DDJ. Um, my final thoughts, man. I know a lot of people get crossed whenever wrestlers want to go back to the WWE when it's time for their swan song, right? Um, Key point, Eric Young seemingly done with Impact Wrestling. They literally killed him off. He may go back to the WWE for his final run. Okay, uh, actually, Will, can, can I, I – just something I, I was thinking about earlier, and it just popped <laughs> in my head. I can't believe something song. I forget. Okay. What happens if – Eric Young doesn't work out in the WWE. How do they bring do, do they bring him back as Super Eric? No. No, dude, Impact has a way out of that. You act like they don't have the Undead Bride or they don't have Rosemary that could just do like a séance and bring him back. They have Father Mitchell there. James Mitchell's still there, so they'll ah, him There back you go. Up. There you go. There you go. See, Scott Demore, uh, if you're hiring, I'm ready. Um <laughs> Why don't you just go ahead and get on your knees now so you can get and pucker up because obviously you're kissing his ass big time. That's right. I'll join the Scott Demore Kiss My Ass Club. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Um, But like I was saying, man, with Eric Young and wrestlers who do this towards the end of their career, the guys that recently, I mean, you can look at the OG – was it the big doc, the big LG, Luke Gallows, and yes. Carl Anderson just went back to the WWE? Uh, people, you know, sometimes don't like the fact that the WWE is where people want to go to retire. But to be honest, guys, look at it as a business. And this is something that I learned in my yeah. business life. And this is something that I say daily on my business life. It's not personal, it's just business. These people have given their bodies to this sport for years. And when it's getting time to call it a day, you want to be where they're going to pay you the most to do that so you can have, you know, a good way for you to retire and a good way for you to go into the sunset and be good with life. Um, not to knock on any of our old legends, but you don't want to be the guy who is sitting outside of Olive Garden begging for breadsticks or showing up at conventions charging 30 bucks for a hug because you didn't have the money 
while you were wrestling or you're at the point to where maybe you're running out of funds. So you're doing these cheap things like begging for breadsticks or charging 30 bucks for a hug. Stop talking about Olive Garden breadsticks, please. <laughs> I'm just making me want some. But you don't want to be that guy. So for these guys who are trying to get whatever they can at the very end, I understand it is business. They've given us their body. They've entertained us for years. Let them go out, get the most that they can at the very end. So they're able to enjoy whatever of a retirement they have. I mean, you have pro wrestlers who have retired and you've never heard from, which I think is life. Um, that's what they want. They don't want to have to be these guys in the conventions selling autographs. They don't want to be the guys that are trying to go town to town because a lot of them are tired of traveling and they just want to rest. So for what it's worth, I understand a lot of people don't like WWE. But if your favorite guys are going there to retire or if they're making their stop there before they're done, understand it's a business. It's not personal. It's not, you know, oh, it's because fuck the fans. No, it's it's the business at the end of the day, you guys. So let them be. Um, and one Joey, thing, one thing I want to add real quick before we go to Joey K, and I'm sure what's going to be much very spirited final thought because he's been spirited all day, all day. Um, but it, it's just like as a as a fan. Yeah, we may not like it when, you know, certain wrestlers go to certain companies. Like, you know, when Cody went back to the WWE, I know there are a lot of pit, pissed off people. But you know what? He's go If he's going to go there and make his money or he's going to, you know what? Who am I or who are you to, you know, to tell him where he should and shouldn't go? I mean, if, if I'll use an example. I was this close to taking a job that was offering me $17 an hour. And just as I was going to call to accept that job, that's when I got the call for the job that I did accept, which was paying me considerably more. Is that, so is that, you know, because some people view that as an asshole move, you know, that it was going to take one job and that and then go to another. Yeah. But you know what? I got to think about me and mine. But yeah, I'm going to go where the money where I can get more money, you know, and I'm not going to fault anyone for going you know to the wwe if they're getting paid considerably more money and, and if like i said if that's what they want to do that's what they want to do you know what i i as a you know it just kind of goes in the whole thing about why wrestling fans sometimes can be the worst type of fans out there yep i, I believe it joey k um i hope you're still out there man it's it's time for your final thoughts are you are you ready my hands are here i'm not saying i I'm I'm good. I'm We're good, man. Yeah, well, looks like I got some final thoughts delivered here tonight to me. What? Looks like uh yeah. Little legal document here. And uh yeah. Looks like you guys are gonna have to wait for any final thoughts because looks like I've been served with some action here oh, from nice. my final thoughts last week. So there's that, motherfuckers. You've been served by the best, my friend. Keep it real. Do not forget to hit the like and subscribe button.
Follow the show on Twitter at S-H-O-O-T-I-N-S-H-T, and thanks for listening.